Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Well, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Okay, yes, I'm thrilled. Thrilled is my word for the season. And I am just so grateful to be able to welcome these two individuals to the show today. Yes, it is the first Wednesday in February, and I wanted it to be special. And I did some research, did a little digging, and found two legends here in Washington, D.C., who's would been doing triathlons for years and years. And let's just go back to the eighties. What? Yes. So I have with me today, a father son duo, which we call a legacy, Mr. Phil Fenty and Sean Fenty. Welcome to try beginners luck. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. (laughs) Feel good. Feel good. Good to be here. Yes. Okay, so I'm having a little fangirl moment. I know I've never met you, Mr. (laughs) Phil, but I am just so, just, I'm curious. You were doing triathlons in the 80s. What was that like? Um, I did my first one in 1983. It was the first um, triathlon on the East Coast. Uh, We did it out of a high school pool and we biked around a neighborhood and then we ran around a neighborhood. Uh, it was quite, a, quite fun, quite amazing. It was new. Nobody had done it before. And so I was, I was excited about it. Wow. And Sean, for you, you did your first triathlon in the nineties or early That's 2000s. Right. Okay. I followed my younger brother into the sport, you know, who followed my dad in, uh, I had been, uh, more of a, a club bicycle racer. Uh, for many years. And uh, as I got into my, you know, what they call master's racing when you're like in your 30s, I thought I found that the the cross training from the swimming and the running uh, gave my overall fitness a boost. And uh, my brother uh, was doing uh, triathlons at the time and he had a bunch of friends that were doing it. And it looked like a lot of fun. And I was at a point in time where you know, I needed something different, a new challenge. And so, yeah, I started doing triathlons. I did my first one as a relay where I just did the, the bike portion and, and there was a runner and a swimmer. And then I was like, you know, this is a fun scene. I like this, you know, I like the vibe here. And so, you know, I said, yeah, let me, let me do this thing. So the big hurdle for me was to learn to swim. <laughs> At the time, I did not know how to swim. I had never really swam laps. Uh, or for distance at all. And so uh, I had to, I had to get into the pool and and figure that out. So. Wow. So, and I'm assuming your brother, Adrian Fenty, who used to be the mayor of DC, right? That's right. That's right. Now, Adrian, I mean, Sean, I'm a little disappointed. You could have asked your brother to come on here, but you wanted all the shine. I get it. The oldest child was like, (laughs) no, I'm not going to invite the younger brother. (laughs) which is fine, but we definitely have to figure out a way to get all of you guys in here because I think that's interesting. And I think it's important for triathlon history to see that you have three black men who did triathlons when triathlon wasn't even popular or, you know, exciting, but you guys were doing it. And you, like myself, Sean, entered in doing relays and you was like, yeah, this is a whole lot because it is. So I want to take you back to, um, Dad Phil, I mean, Dad Fenty, what do they call you, uh, Mr. Phil? Uh, everybody calls me Phil. That's, that's my name. So Phil works. My, my grandchildren call me Pop Pop, but uh, mostly everybody else calls me Phil. And I just wanted to add to, to what you're saying. Um, our, other, our other son also did a triathlon too. So there were three sons, myself, and my wife, Jan, did biathlons. So we were, we, we were a very athletic family and everybody participated. Wow. Have you all done a race together at the same time? 
Um, I don't know if we've all been maybe in like a five k or something. Maybe a five k. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Road racing, road racing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Okay. But, but, but triathloning. Um, I did one with the youngest son, Jesse, and and Adrian when they were twelve and thirteen years old, and then uh, at, a few years ago. When we were still doing the races, uh, I did with Sean and Adrian. I participated in uh, races together. And I would add that the scariest thing for me personally doing triathlon was being in the water at the same time with my sons. It always put a sort of twist in my stomach to know that they were in the water the same time I was. Wow. Okay. I'm going to put a pin there and I want to go back to... How did you feel get into triathlons? Because again, this is the eighties, no one is doing it. So how did you even know that triathlon was something that you wanted to explore? And what age did you start doing triathlons? Um, well, 1983, I would have been 43. And, uh, I started out doing them because I, I got injured running and I hurt my back and the orthopedist said the only thing I could do would be swim. Uh, he found that to be very helpful for the back problem. So I started swimming. I was already a cyclist. So I would bike to the pool and go swim and then bike home. And then when I started running again, I said, wow, you put, and then I heard about the Hawaii triathlon where they did all three things. And when they had one here in Washington, I mean, it was actually in Arlington, Virginia, where I did my first one. And when I heard about it, I got into it just to see what it would be like to do all three things at one time. And I was hooked. I was hooked forever on it. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a fun, fun sport. Wow. And then you were able to introduce it to your sons at 12 and 13 years old. And then Sean apparently didn't want to bite the bug until a little bit later, but nonetheless, he bit the bug, which is fine. And I love this story because, you know, so many times we don't see people that look like us doing these sports. And so it can be a little, I won't necessarily say intimidating, but definitely be uncomfortable stepping into spaces where no one looks like you. So you don't necessarily feel comfortable asking questions. You don't feel comfortable relying on other people for information to be if it's true or not true so what was it like for you Phil to do races in the 80s when there was no one else really that looked like you or not a lot of people that looked like you well it, the the wonderful thing that happened is in 83 I did a couple in 83 in 84 we opened our store our running store but it was a, it's part of a franchise, a national franchise, and it's called Fleet Feet. And we opened it as a triathlon store. So we sold swimwear and runwear and some biking clothing, et cetera. And we specifically opened it as a triathlon store because there were none on the East Coast and no one else had that, that cachet. And so that was a, a great way to get into the sport and also to promote it. Wow. In 1984, you start a store, Fleet Feet Triathlete, right? And that's correct. And now going back to Sean, it is 2022 and you are still running the same store. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, we celebrated uh, 37 years in 2021 and looking forward to our 38th year, uh, finishing up our 38th year in June, 2022. So, uh, yeah, when, uh, when my folks, uh, you know, were ready to retire, my wife, Kimberly and I, we, we, you know, took on the store, uh, bought the store from them in 2008 and, uh, it'll be 14 years for us, uh, coming up. So yeah, it's been a great, great journey. Now, speaking of, I was introduced to Fleet Feet uh, in, well, probably before 2015, but in 2015, I joined the marathon training group, which was really oh, okay. cool 
because I was going out for my first Marine Corps training group. We were doing the training runs. We would meet up at Adams Morgan at the store and then we were run and I successfully completed that <laughs> marathon. But that's so <laughs> cool to see the legacy that you all have contributed to in the city of DC, which is very um, health conscious, is very athletic conscious and definitely running is a huge extracurricular activity that a lot of the... Um, the residents participate in. So it's a great, it's a great, it's a great city for, for running. It's a great city for running and cycling and swimming. It's, it's a very athletic city. I mean, generally 11 months of the year, you can go out and cycle. And certainly we have plenty of pools and the running in Washington, you can run in Rock Creek Park. You can run on horse trails. You can run through the city. It's very friendly to athletes uh, of all kinds. I mean, you, you go down on the mall on any Saturday and Sunday and there's volleyball and there's uh, soccer and there's baseball, there's cricket. I mean, any sport you play, Washington welcomes you. So it's a great, great city for athletics. It is. So here we are going back into the 80s. You've done your first triathlon. I heard you mention that you wanted to, that Hawaii did all three as well. So have you ever gone out to Kona and participated in Ironman Kona, Phil? Um, yeah, yes, I was, I was very fortunate in my, in my training and my luck. And I entered into the 1990 uh, Ironman triathlon in Hawaii as a, uh, they, they take 50 people in a lottery. And I won one of those lottery spots. And so that year, um, I, I got to go and participate in the Ironman in Hawaii, and I finished. And that was uh, one of the culminations of my, of my career in, in athletics. Wow. So take Still me Still known the... as Ironman Phil. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to call you for the rest of the show, Ironman Phil. <laughs> so tell me, Ironman Phil, your experiences from 1983, from your first time doing a triathlon, take me back there if you can remember it, all the way to 1990 doing Kona. Um, well, I got into it and I, I, was, I was marathoning at the same time, training people a marathon. And we had a racing uh, team at the store. Uh, we developed over the years and we had actually a triathlon team. So we would go to races as the fleet feet triathlete racing team. And we would take maybe anywhere from six to 10 people to races for visibility and for participation and for competition. So over the years, we just uh, did a lot of different things with our store and with, with athletics. Uh, I, I do want to mention that in the first years, and uh, probably now, there weren't many African-American or, or people of color participating in triathlons. I was a lot of times the only one who would be there. And of course, the inevitable question would come up by a reporter or someone who was there checking out, why are you the only, uh, where are the other black people? Why aren't they participating, et cetera? My answer then was generally that people didn't have that kind of time to train in three disciplines, and we didn't have a lot of accessibility to swimming pools early in life that we would be pretty good swimmers to take on open water. Um, over the years we did, there were a few more people coming into the sport. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't seen it around, but that was, that was what happened at the beginning. And then I kept doing longer and longer races. And I was trained and I was ready to do an Ironman. And, and when I got that opportunity to go to Hawaii, the, the, the staff at the store and my family, that was my 50th year. So my birthday present was that I could do whatever races I wanted in that 50th year mm -hmm. and 1990. And so I, I took full advantage of that and did a <laughs> lot of, a lot of training and a lot of racing and, 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 and people in this store were very good to, to allow me to do that. Okay, so I'm doing some quick math here. So you are currently 82 years old? I'll be 82 in September. Wow. And you sound like you are 
in your forties, so vibrant and young, like you sound so good. When we first, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sitting at the gym. <laughs> when you changed it to, to three, three o'clock today, I had to look at my clock and say, okay, I can get so much workout in and then I'll go in a quiet room and, and, and do the interview. So that, that was very nice. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are listening and viewing this, when you see that little phone icon come up, this is an 82 year old, well, 81 point whatever months, because he will be um, 82 in September, still at the gym working out, who started doing triathlons when he was 43 years old. So there's to show you, you can try at any age and it will be the catalyst for you to keep going so that you can keep oiling your muscles, priming your body. Y'all, you can start at any time. There is no time like the present. So for those of you who are listening or viewing this for the first time and you're tri-curious, just do it. Hashtag mm -hmm. shout out to Nike. Okay, <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> I just love it. I get so excited about this um, just because what you said, um, Iron Man Phil, is that the reporters were asking you, where are the other Black people? And your answers that were still, that were prominent in the 80s are still prominent here in 2022. There's a time issue, but definitely an accessibility issue. And now it's a financial challenge. It is an expensive sport. It's a very uh, resource rich yeah. sport, I should say, resource rich sport. And so to see that those were the, some, some of the challenges in the 80s that a lot of Black people had to endure, those are still some of the same challenges almost 40 years later. And I'm just so grateful to be able to talk to you to get to have an idea of what were some of the things that you had to endure. Did you by chance have any barriers that you had to overcome to enter into this sport? No, I can't think of any barriers. I don't know if Sean could think of any, but I, I didn't see any barriers. Um, we were fortunate, and like I say, I have three sons, and we biked together from the time they could get on a, a bicycle. So, so they were ready for that. And then when they learned to swim and run, and run and, you know, but no, I didn't see any barriers except, you know, we had to travel, so we needed transportation, and like you say, we had to have bikes. We had to you know, get around, but no, we fit everything into our lifestyle. I mean, fleet feet, running a sports store is a lifestyle for us, mm -hmm. our whole family. I love so it. we, we made time, we made time to do it. I love it. So Sean, I want to kind of come over into your lane a little bit, because you've been over there quiet. Like this is not just the <laughs> Iron Man field show. I'm here too. So I got you. I got you. So for you, um, Sean, you said that one of the challenges you were, you're an avid cyclist, you were a runner, but swimming was your barrier to entry. So talk mm. about you learning how to swim. How did you learn how to swim? What did you do and how did you overcome and what type of races did you start doing? So, uh, I just went to the pool. And so like, you know, fortunately here in DC, we do have, um, you know, when, when, when my brother Adrian and, uh, was mayor, there was a tremendous investment in uh, facilities in the city. And so we have wonderful, wonderful facilities uh, here in, in Washington, DC. And so I picked a pool where it would be quiet, where it would be 25 yards across and I could kind of like go into a lane and, and stand up the whole time so that if I needed to, you know, stop in the middle of, <laughs> A lane. I, I wouldn't be in water that was deeper than my head. Um, and, you know, I go two or three times a week and spend an hour just kind of splashing around. I read some books and looked at some video and, uh, you know, got some idea of the concepts. And, uh, and I worked at it. I worked at it pretty steadily uh, for a few years. And I was able to kind of go from being a horrible swimmer to being a bad swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> progress which i was very proud of <laughs> uh that you know represented a, a big accomplishment for me but um 
you know, I mean, I think the, the cool thing about triathlon is that, um, you know, most people are not going to be really proficient at all three sports. And so uh, there's this sort of culture where, you know, people root for each other because like, you know, if you're the fast swimmer, then the, you spend the whole day people passing you. And if you're, you know, the slow swimmer, but the fast biker, then you're passing people on the bicycle. And so there's a humility that that sort of facilitates. Uh, and so, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it was fine. And, you know, as far as access and, and limitations to access, I mean, I think when we started, you know, there was no internet, there was no, you know, so like you had to like get a license and you had to like fill out an application, which was probably in the back of a magazine somewhere. Um, and, <laughs> you know, there were things like that. Um, you know, how do you get into this? You know what I mean? Well, you have to go and, you know, find this magazine and in the back of it, you'll find, you know, oh, okay. You know, and so there were those type of access issues, um, you know, as well as equipment issues. But I think a lot of it is just sort of psychological, you know, so you don't need the fancy equipment. I remember when my dad started out, you know, he was cycling in his running shorts and, you know, it was the same bicycle that he rode to work every day, you know, and, you know, you just kind of go out there and you do it. And like, um, you know, it's not this thing where like, you know, uh, you know, there was there, one of the races here in DC, this guy like did the bike part on a bike share, you know what I mean? Like the, the, you know, the little commuting city bikes, you know, just to show that you could do it, you know, just to show that, Hey, you know, I'm doing all three, just like everybody else. And so, um, yeah, so I would like to, you know, just kind of underscore that message that, you know, don't worry about like all the fancy equipment and all that stuff. Don't let that be a barrier, you know, just, just get out there and move your body. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. You know? And I want to echo those sentiments. You do not need the fancy equipment. You can do this sport with whatever it is that you have. So please don't let that be a hindrance. And as you can see, Sean is a little bit different. He actually taught himself to swim. There are different <laughs> methods to teach yourself to swim these days. Get you a lot, get you somebody to help you, you know, become efficient. But that is I love, good advice. <laughs> but I love that you didn't let that stop you. Like to, to see the fact that you went playing and I can just imagine you say, for instance, in Marie Reed's pool, waddling in the water, making sure you stay on the light end and then like, okay, I can stand up. So I'm good. All right, cool. Let me get back in and try. And you did that until you could swim a lap. And then you probably had to do that for your lap and a half until you could swim two laps and three laps, but you didn't allow that to hinder you. And I want to say DC, I'm from Augusta, Georgia. And in Augusta, we had some really cool recreation centers uh, when I was growing up. And so when I came here to DC to find out that they had a lot of nanatoriums and outdoor pools and Olympic sized pools that you can literally go to, I was like, wow, this city is really amazing because you see this in the suburbs, but not necessarily in the city and then the activities that they offer. So yes, DC is dope. And thank you to former mayor Adrian Fenty for investing the sports because he was the one who I think brought nations triathlon to the city right that's right that's right so that first uh triathlon that was held in DC uh was during his administration um it was put on by Chuck Brodsky and uh you know that race we had never we had never swam in the Potomac River before so um <laughs> we, we had a mile swim in the Potomac River and, uh, and then we uh, rode along the uh, Clara Barton Parkway and, and, and um, out Canal Road. And so it was, just, it was just a beautiful backdrop, you know, with the Kennedy Center and the Capitol um, and the White House all downtown. And you're swimming underneath Memorial Bridge, you know, between Arlington Cemetery and the Lincoln Memorial. It was just, just really magical uh, those times. Um, I really enjoyed uh, that race in particular, that was, that was one of my favorites. Well, maybe if we put this out into the atmosphere, maybe we can bring that back. Cause I actually came here at the end of it where they, a lot of the times the races were canceled because of the swim and the water, but the water is getting 
kind of better. I mean, I would probably still be a little scared, but I would do it just to say that I swam in the Potomac and have done a triathlon in DC. So well, real talk, real talk, you know, like (laughs) if you're, if you're, if you're doing triathlon in America and you're doing open water swim, uh, you don't want to, you know, necessarily think about the water too much. Uh, might think of it as, <laughs> you might think of it as a workout for your immune system. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but we, yeah. you know, but in our family, you know, I don't know how many we've done over the years, you know, probably 40, 50, yeah. I don't know, but like, you know, no one has ever gotten sick or anything like that. So that's because um, you guys yeah. are built it up. You've built up your immune system with all the working out because you guys are a fit family. So if we've learned anything about fitness, if you're fit, you're healthy, your immune system is good. You can swim in any water and not get sick. Hashtag don't try it, but we're just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't even know. I'm just so like enamored by the stories. And I think that it's so important to share. What I want to go back to Ironman Phil. What was it like to cross the finish line in Kona in the nineties. Uh, that's I, I can I can remember that very very well. Uh, it, it was an amazing race. The the atmosphere at Kona uh, back then, and it may still be, I'm sure, is I had the feeling I was in an Olympic village. I had never seen that many athletes that good a shape. I know how many hours I spent training that year to, to get to that, that start. But when you looked over the beach and you saw the people training all week, because we got there a week early so that we could train on the course, we'd swim where the swim was and we'd bike and run where the courses were so we could familiarize ourselves. But it was the most amazing amount of uh, athletes in that shape I'd ever seen in my life. And to participate with them was just, I mean, every person who was there was an Iron Man. I mean, Iron Woman and Iron Man. And uh, there, was a, there was one woman who was unsighted. So she swam the course with a, a person who had a, a leash on them so they could guide them through the swim. And then on the bike, they rode a two-person two, two bike. And then, the per, and then another person ran with her in the marathon. I mean, there were, there were people there that were just amazing from all over the world. And so it, it was, it was an extremely wonderful atmosphere. And everybody was just happy to be there and, and participate. And uh, uh, it was a tough, 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 tough course. Um, it's along the ocean. It's through the lava field uh, on the bike. Uh, the temperatures on the lava field were up around 110 to 120 degrees. Wow. No shade. Um, and then the run, by the time I got to the run, I had, the sun was setting, so I had to run at night. And a lot of other people also. But when you finish the race, every person that comes across the line gets this huge, huge ovation. It's a party at the finish line until the last person comes in. So when, by the time the last person comes in, the place is just rocking like a party. It, it's a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. Wow. So at that time, you got to hear Mr. Mike Riley come across, call your name across the finish line to say that you were an Ironman. <laughs> and that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It is. It is. Love. And so, Sean, I know you've done some extensive distances as well. So can you tell us the different distances you've done um, throughout the years? Sure. So I started off with Sprint and uh, there's a... Uh, a club in Washington called the DC Tri Club, and they put on a sprint triathlon at um, East Potomac Park, uh, which is a park we have here in Washington, where there's like a five kilometer loop around, uh, you know, around the park, around a peninsula that uh, juts out into the Potomac River. And so, um, you know, there's not a lot of traffic. Uh, There's an Olympic sized pool. And then we, so we did like, I think 400 meters in the pool and then uh, maybe five laps on the bike uh, for a total of like 10 miles and then uh, just a 5k one one loop around uh, on the run for a 5k and so you know it gave you a chance to kind of practice your transitions and um, 
you know, get a feel for the rhythm of the sport, you know, and kind of sort out your equipment and that sort of thing. And then we, we were really blessed, you know, we had, you know, the eighties was really a sort of a eighties and early nineties was really like a, the original wave of triathlon. And it was sort of a golden age. And then, and then we had sort of a resurgence, um, I would say uh, around 2010 to 2015 or so. And so that was really when I was uh, doing the races. And so we had a, a number of great races that, um, you know, had a legacy here in the Washington area, Columbia Triathlon and uh, Reston Triathlon, uh, as well as the new races like Nations Triathlon. Um, and uh, I went up and did uh, New York City Triathlon. All of these are Olympic distance. Uh, new York, uh, we swam in the Hudson and uh, that was amazing. Um, uh, the, the the Hudson, you know, has a very fast current. So uh, the way the, the swim is point to point. And so you walk a mile up, uh, up the Hudson from um, uh, the park uh, there, um, Riverside, Riverside Park. And uh, you go out on the pier and like you hold, you know, your wave goes out and you go into the water and you hold on to a rope until they blow the horn to start your wave. And then you let go. And then like the current just sort of washes you, <laughs> washes you down. So like, it was fantastic for me. I was like, it took 10 minutes off my swim time. And so like, you know, I was able to get out of the water, you know, so much fresher and that sort of thing. So, um, so I love that race. And then it finishes in Central Park. Um, and that was just super exciting, super fun uh, race. And then uh, the culmination for me was uh, my 50th birthday. I raced uh, Ironman Florida, which which was a half. So it's a 70.3, um, which I think is the right distance for the best distance for me. The, the swim is just a little bit longer. Uh, I think it's 1.2 uh miles um versus 0.9 for for the olympic distance so you only have to go like a quarter mile further but then the 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 bike is doubled and so like that really sort of uh highlights my strength and then i could actually run after you know racing pretty hard for uh 50 miles on the bicycle 56 miles on the bicycle i could actually still run not fast but i could run um and so most people were walking and so um, so that was a great distance for me. Uh, that was sort of a, a, a dream come true for me. Lance Armstrong raced uh, the race that day. And uh, I like to say that uh, he was so intimidated by my presence that he had to go out and win outright. <laughs> so yeah, Lance was like in his helicopter flying away uh, as I was finishing. So uh, yeah, that was that, but that was, that was a great thrill for me. He's a, a longtime hero of mine. And, and, you know, I never imagined that I, that's, a, that's another great thing about triathlons, you know, every, you know, all out on the, on the course at the same time. And so like, you know, you get to go out there and participate and at least in your mind, you're racing against, you know, uh, the, the very best in the world. So uh, that was a great, great uh, 50th birthday present for me. And uh, 45th, I think, 45th. Yeah, so that, yeah, 2010. So it was uh, 45th, my correction. Uh, but yeah, that was, that, was, that was a great, great time. So 45th in 2010, you were doing uh, Half Ironman Florida. So when yeah. did you start doing triathlons? Well, it was a kind of a thing for me in my 40s. Uh, so when I was about 40, so I, I would have started uh, around uh, 2005. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. we, so you guys see the pattern here. We got Dad who started when he was 43. We got Sean who started when he was 40. And obviously the younger brother, Adrian and Jesse probably started, they started at 12 and 13 years old. Right. But right. you right. see that there's just no, there's no distance in terms of time when you can start. But I will say this, and I want to correlate this with parents. For those of you who are parents, children will mimic what they see you doing. So if they see Absolutely. you leading a healthy lifestyle, they're going to want to leave a, lead a healthy lifestyle and they're going to want to mimic what they do because again, you're their heroes. So you get out there and trying something or it doesn't have to be, I mean, 
I would want you to try a triathlon, but whatever it is, if it's running, if it's walking, get out there and be active because it's a generational wealth when you have that activity involved. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Iron Man Phil. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask this by chance in 2022, could we somehow get you guys back out there on the course again for another race? <laughs> I mean, cause Phil, you're at the gym right now. You're at the gym right now. So I know you're active. I mean, I would just say, get the brothers together, make it a family affair. We'll have some cameras there monitoring everything. What do you say? Well, I would say Adrian well, is out there. He's Adrian is still out there crushing it. He did. He did a triathlon over in the last year in 2021 and like his time man his time was fast i think he uh it was just off the podium in his age group and like it was it was a fast time uh for olympic olympic distance i think it was a malibu triathlon or something like that uh speaking for myself uh you know my dad phil iron man phil has retired many times i'm enjoying one of my retirements (laughs) right now so <laughs> you have to ask him if he's ready to come out of retirement again. I may feel are you ready? Uh, Sean Sean is so correct when he says I retired many times. I, I did retire many times and I uh, I no longer can run. My feet uh, my feet gave out a couple years ago and so I stopped the running. I've turned more into a cyclist when the temperature is above uh, 45 degrees. I can go out and ride my bike. And, uh, but I think I, w- I would, I would uh, be glad to cheer anyone on who is out there doing it. Okay. So uh, I, 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 it, 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 would, it would take a whole lot. I, I, I know I couldn't run, so I wouldn't even try that. So, but how I, old were you, I, I how old you, were you the, when you did your last one, Pop? Um, Boy, let's see. I, I, 60 yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. I had to be at least 65. So it would have been like maybe life. almost 70. Yeah. When you yeah. did like Nations, right? Nations. Yeah. Nations was one of my last. Columbia, I think, was my last. Okay. I think Columbia was my last. And so you would have been and, at and least I, upper 60s. Yeah. 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 The funny thing about that one, that was another case where my boys were in the water the same time I was. What happens is they, they take the uh, older triathletes and let them go first in the water. And so I, I got all out of the water before they came out of the water and I was on my bike. And then on the bike course, uh, each one of them would pass me. And that would be such a relief when they came by me on their bike <laughs> and say, hey, hey, Pop. And I would be so happy that they were out of the water. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No matter how many you do and how proficient a swimmer you are, and I, you know, I've talked to really good swimmers about this, that water is real, okay? So yeah, uh, yeah. everybody is glad to get out of the water. Everyone yeah. is yeah. glad to get out of the water. That is not a joke. The water is like, if you get past the water, you're like, <coughs> I can do this. You're like, whoo, I can do this. So I am here for it. Okay, let me ask you this, or let me just say this. Ironman Field, they have these new things called duathlons and relays. So I am not going to stop pushing. I am very persistent. <laughs> and we're going to get you out there because we can. you can do a relay and then get one of the grandkids to do the run for you. And that's still doing it. They also have Aquavella. Yes, they do have Aquavella. So we're going to figure out a way. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, that's going to be my well, mission. All right. <laughs> well, you won't have to push too hard, but yeah, you can go ahead and, and, and ask me and we'll see what happens. Uh, it's always nice to have another goal and, and, and just being out with other athletes who have trained and are ready to put their medal out there. That's, it's always fun. It's always fun. So, I, you know, I won't say, I won't give you an absolute no. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Thank you. And if, and it, and if I get out there, I, I'll, I'll drag some children with me. Or maybe even <laughs> grandchildren. I got those around, too. We're going to drag them all. It's going to be a family affair, and it's going to be so lovely. So I'm excited. So good. We got to, we got to, yes. I'm going to just go ahead and claim it as a yes. What I would <laughs> like to do now is 
ask you some questions that I typically ask all of the guests or just in some fashion, because I think it helps to paint the picture. Um, because again, we're talking about beginners, we're talking about getting started and you all are like the OG family affair. Like I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, are there other families that you've seen over the course of the years, uh, starting with you, Ironman Phil, that have been out there or any that you can recall of seeing people racing with you that you remember seeing them be from a family perspective racing? I can remember um, partners as in husband and wives or wives and wives, etc. I don't remember many families. Um, Sean might have a better memory on that than I do, but not too many families and certainly not, at, you know, uh, families of color. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't remember that happening. No, I, nothing comes to mind for me for that. No. Okay. I know I have friends who I've raced with on bicycle for many years and, 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 you know, their children are coming along, coming through in the, on the bicycle scene and that sort of thing. But I don't, you know, I don't have a recollection of like a generation where like, you know, my parents' generation and then me and then, you know, my generation and then, and then maybe a generation to follow. No. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. Um, that is very fair. So let me ask this. And I don't think I have yet. Why triathlon? Can both of you respond? You, well, for what me, do you mean by what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, go ahead, Sean. I was just going to say again, for me, uh, you know, I had been racing club bicycle, uh, for 20 years. Um, and, uh, bicycle was my first and, my first love um, in terms of, of, of athletics. Um, and, you know, when I found out that like people raced bicycles, I mean, it just blew me, blew my mind. So again, you know, I mean, I just, just to touch on that idea of access, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I mean, I grew up, I had no idea that these sports existed, that people did them, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, just to introduce people to the idea that these things happen, um, I think is, is huge. Um, but for me, when I got into triathlon, like I say, was looking to, uh, for a way to kind of bump up my fitness. Um, I was at an age where, uh, you know, my fitness was perhaps starting to decline a bit. And so I had to kind of change up my training habits. And so, um, I was doing more, I was doing some running, more running as a cross training, uh, exercise. And then, you know, I kind of saw my brother getting into the sport of triathlon and it just looked fun. I liked the vibe of it. So it was, it was just a new challenge for me, you know, coming from something where, you know, I had done it for long enough to where, you know, it just sort of started to become a little bit, um, you know, I, I knew what would happen almost before I left the house, you know, so I, I needed a new challenge. I needed something, you know, uh, to kind of, you know, it was, I remember how fun it was in my early forties to go to the pool and like, be like, wow, like that, I'm really bad at that. Like I haven't done something that I'm like this bad at in a long, long time. I had been sort of in my comfort zone for a long time. And so like, you know, it was kind of refreshing to sort of like be starting as a beginner, uh, in something new. So I, I just found that challenge very exciting at that time in my life. Um, so yeah, that was what got me into it. And you know, what was, um, really cool about what you said mm -hmm. is that as I lose my thought, cause that happens sometimes too, you're like, point, <laughs> you had this thought, you said something, I'm trying to go back to it in my mind. You were really good at cycling and mm. technically cycling is the longest distance. So you really were at an advantage kind of because you could make up so much ground with the cycling. Now, are you still cycling today? Yes. Yes. I still cycle and I will always cycle. And, um, you know, just to that point on the racing, you know, so when I was younger, I needed the races for motivation, you know, to get me to go to the pool or to get me to get out on my bicycle in the winter on a cold day or, you know, in bad weather and that sort of thing. But over the years, it really became a lifestyle, 
um, and it sort of sustains itself. And so like you just feel better. Your, you know, your mental outlook, your, the way you feel physically, uh, you can look around and see people who, you know, uh, aren't as healthy and you're like, wow, you know what I mean? Like this has made a difference in my life. And so, um, and so I don't really feel the, mo you know, the need for the racing as a catalyst, as a organiz organizing uh, focal point. Um, anymore. Uh, it really has become a lifestyle uh, for me. So yeah, I, I'm still uh, riding the, the, the most of the racing hasn't really happened over the last uh, couple of years with the pandemic and all. And, uh, you know, it's, it sort of has felt like maybe a natural time for, uh, for me to kind of step away from competition. But, you know, I will, I will always ride my bicycle, you know, as long as I'm physically able to. Um, it's just, you know, it, I, I remember the day I learned to ride a bicycle and, you know, it was a, it was a love affair that, uh, you know, I, I don't think will ever leave me. So. I love it. And um, Iron Man Phil, what was, instead of me asking you, what was your why, what was your mindset back in the eighties that caused you to say, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to thrive at it, continue to do it. And then propose to your why? <laughs> it's, I, I think it's like, like Sean says, we, it's a, been a lifestyle. I, I started riding a bike. I got my first bike when I was 12 years old. My two older brothers had a bike they shared, but they wouldn't share it with me. So I had to buy my own bike. And I got it for $5, third hand. And, uh, and once I got on it, like Sean says, it was magic. I mean, there's there's something about going back out for a ride, even today, that brings back that youth in you, uh, that wind in your face, and, and you're in charge of the power of the bicycle. There's something special about it. I learned to swim when I was probably around seven. Uh, our elementary school went to a pool in Buffalo, New York, and we went to the pool to learn how to swim. And running, I never, I've been running since I could stand on my feet. So it was always in my blood. And then when, when uh, I, I became a runner, and I loved running, uh, running was my special feel. I mean, it, was, it, it always has been. And so uh, when I got injured running so much, and I found out swimming was another thing to help keep that at a calmer level, and I swam more, and then picking up the bike, I used the bike I used to, before we opened the store, and when I worked, I biked back and forth to work every day. And so, and then on weekends, I would just ride for fun. So all those three things were just always in my life. And then when I saw an opportunity to do them with hundreds of more people who are just out there to have fun also, I mean, it's, it's a great sport. So it, it was just a natural thing for me to, to, to join in on that. And then to be able to do it with my children and my, and now I've even run races with my grandchildren. So you know, that's a kind of a special thing when you're out in a, a neighborhood race or a, a race and, and, and you're running with the, the next generation and then the next generation. So that, it's a good feeling. That is. I'm so glad you both have magical bike stories. I remember if you asked my dad, he put me on a bike because that was one of our family activities. We would go bike riding, but we had this really massive hill in my neighborhood. And I think I fell one time off the bike. And I was like, my dad was like, she never got back on the bike again. And so now he's like, I don't get it. You fell off a bike and you didn't ride. And now you're back riding miles and can outride me because our family is competitive. <laughs> so I tell you, I'm glad you guys had magical stories. But now I can say I've created my love affair with biking because there is something so calming and just invigorating about being on the bike and peaceful at that, about being on the bike. Well, we've come to the part of my, uh, of the podcast where I kind of ask some fun questions. You don't have to think too long on it. You don't have to think too hard on it, but I am going to brag on you for a moment because this is something new that we started this season. So when I brag on you guys, then we're going to move into our rapid fire questions. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have listened, we have, we have a legacy duo. We're missing two out of the legacy and the, and, um, and, and mama Fenty. However, I do have two Fenty's with me, Sean and Iron Man Phil. Iron Man Phil is one of the first African-Americans to participate 
and triathlons back in the 80s. He also participated in Ironman um, in Kona in the 1990s. He is an avid cyclist, swimmer, and he is still working out because he's at the gym right now. And then we have Sean Fenty, who it was an avid cyclist who turned to getting to triathlons at the age of 40. And he has done many races and concluded with Ironman Florida. And he's still an avid cyclist today. But one thing that I would like to share is that they have a family business in Adams Morgan called Fleet Feet Sports. <laughs> so if you're in the area, go by there, get you some shoes, check them out. They are the best in town. So be sure to do that. Now, for our rapid fire questions, let's get into that. The first question is, what is your go-to workout? Go, uh, Ironman Phil, today, what's your go-to workout? Uh, um, uh, bike ride. Okay. And Sean, what's your go-to bike ride? Oh, yeah, for sure, a bike ride. It would it'd be like a, a hard training uh, group uh, bike ride. We call it we call it Fight Club. Ah, oh, you're a part of that Fight Club down in Haynes Point, day. Okay, okay. <laughs> and they be out there fighting, and I like I just watch them pass me like, ooh, yeah, they're they're doing it. Okay, I love it. So, what if you can think of this when you were racing? What was your favorite post-workout food? Or post-race food? You mean after? Yes. What was your favorite post-race food? Yes. Um, I, for, I, I didn't eat before I race. I, I didn't eat before I race. Yeah. Post-race. Post-race. Post-race post for, for the Ironman was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The last five miles, I just kept saying to myself when I was running at the end, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and jelly. And I went right to the hotel and got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then went back to the uh, finish line to cheer the other runners that coming in. <laughs> Love it. And Sean, for you? Can't go wrong with the peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly <laughs> and a chocolate milk. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what is, let me ask this because I ask a lot of people because you've done the longer distances, pee on the bike or get off and take a proper pee break. Oh yeah. You get off the bike. <laughs> <laughs> There's no timeouts. There's no timeouts in bike racing. <laughs> they don't, they don't wait for you. You don't say, huh? yeah. <laughs> you guys wait for me. I, I gotta make a pit stop. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, you have to, you got to keep it moving. <laughs> I love it. We got two different answers, both with the same name. This has been a joy. It has been a, a sheer joy to have you guys. I am so honored. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Iron Man Phil, I know you're at the gym, so we'll definitely have to get a picture of you. So I'll try to link up with you or Sean to get a picture of you so that we can have it for the show. But thank you. Remember, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. My name is Michonne Deshines and I'm out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.